Hello and good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another CP Media podcast. Uh, coming tonight to you all about the McKenzie. Richard Greer, welcome to the studio. Uh, welcome back to another podcast and welcome to our first ever, The McKenzie. The McKenzie, how good. It's a uh, fantastic event. Looking forward to chatting through this one and sort of getting everybody out there excited about this uh, event that's on the comeback from, uh, from what used to be in winter. Now we're running in, into a summer, autumn, perfect time of the year to run this event as a lap around Tikapo. That's right, absolutely. A ride around, a mountain bike ride around Lake Tikapo, bringing back what was a, uh, an iconic uh, event that used to sit on the calendar, like you say, back in about that just before winter time. And, and I'm pleased to say that uh, the water's going to be a whole lot warmer up the top end this time around. <laughs> Might need it uh, for a bit of a cool off rather than hopefully I oh, don't uh, turn into an ice block like the old days. It is, isn't it? that's right, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so pretty exciting that we're getting into this so early on in the piece and to try and get everybody G'd up. It is, of course, uh, scheduled for the 20th of April, 2024, and it'll be right at that peak. You will be you will be peaking off a whole lot of other events. You'll be, this will be, this could be maybe the end of your season, the premier event before, before you hang up the bike for winter. That sounds like you're fired up for this one and, and uh, going to have a big summer riding. Angus, finishing off with the McKenzie, are you? Well, I wasn't necessarily talking about <laughs> me, Richard. Maybe our viewers and listeners, maybe I was, you know. Right, right. Sure, third, sure, third sure, sure, sure. It all was sort of sort of fitting yeah. together for a moment there. Hypothetically, mate, if you, know, <laughs> if you were, if you were to say, it would be perfect timing. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, if you're thinking along these lines of this event, anyone who's entered before the 30th of November goes into win a $50 TLV voucher, which is a restaurant and bar on the lake front of Lake Tikapo. So that'll be a fantastic way to kind of kick off your celebrations post ride. Well, it is, and it's right at the finish line too. It's right mm. at Race Village. TLV is right, uh, right there. So you can sort of roll across the finish line, hang your bike up over there, and go and get a nice hot steak or. Or a cold beer or something from there. How good. Yep, definitely some hot chips. Good job. So the McKenzie, what a what an interesting place to go and ride your bike. And and uh, the, the history is best suited to a movie plot, reading from their website. The McKenzie district is bursting with legendary stories. The McKenzie is brought to you by Devold as an ode to the farming background in, in the majestic country. Uh, enter for this autumn to experience a journey of your own. One to remember and have you coming back for more than 88 Ks or 65 Ks of incredible scenery as you loop Lake Tikapo on two wheels. There's a mixture of sealed road, gravel, farm tracks, river crossings, and access to some private high country stations for this day and this day only. So 88 or 65 Ks of fun, sweat, and legendary McKenzie adventure. How good? Does that fire you up? Mate, that's a real good mixture, isn't it? And, and what I really like is... You know, this event is not unique in this aspect, but this is why we do these events, to get access to some of this land that you cannot just access uh, at any other time of the year. So mm. uh, that's what's so awesome about the events that we do get to do here in New Zealand. We've talked about it before. New Zealand is one of, uh, has some of the most stunning scenery and man, there's no better way to do it than see it on the back of a bicycle. That's right. And it's not just a, a gravel road. You're going to be on and off your bike a bunch of times. You've got a river crossing. You've got, got the river stones to kind of na navigate. And uh, obviously those big views and, and and a fantastic start finish line venue that Kerry and the team put on for her fantastic events that she puts together. Yeah, 88Ks. If you're doing the full loop, she's 88 kilometres of absolute pure... Uh... Well, it'll be fun to start, won't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's it'll what be a tailwind home. It'll be a tailwind oh, home. Absolutely. And the harder it is, the better that beer tastes at the end, though, doesn't 
Correct. A hundred percent, mate. Have you ridden around the lake before, Angus? Well, a funny story, Richard. No, I've never ridden around the lake. I was actually, uh, it was, we were talking backstage, trying to work out when this was, but the very last, uh, what was it called then? Round Tekapo, was it? Is that what it was called? I can't even think what it was actually yes, called back then. But it was essentially this race. Yep. Yep. Uh, as the round Tekapo race, and I had really only just started to pick up a bike and yep. and start riding. So maybe I was 30 or 31. It could be maybe 12 or 13 years ago or more uh, when this last happened, I believe. <clears throat> just scratch it there. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> the weather the weather was atrocious, and the river was all too high up the top, and so we weren't allowed to cross it. So it was actually an out and back. Um, right. And probably – Trying to think, it it may have been like my first foray into a decent length mountain bike ride. Right. Okay. Good job. Good job. So you've got some roots in the in the event, and uh, obviously means something to you as you've gone longer. But also, it must have been a bit chilly. the The weather must have been fantastic to turn up and do that one. If I remember rightly, it was a jacket on all day thing. It was wet. It was muddy. It was some sort of soft, mucky grass and but a but a cow. A uh, bit of uh, sheep poo up the top and things. If I if I can all if it all comes flooding back to me, mate. That's right. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah, it, was, it, it was definitely one of those learning to uh, persevere and suffer, I guess, and work out how to get yourself to the end uh, yeah. in those in those early early days. So it does mean a lot. And I always did think that you know I'd done that race, and we I think we we're down there with our my whole family, my mum and dad, my sister, yep. and things were all down there and. And um, I thought, right, okay, next year, okay, we've been here, we've done this, we didn't get to go across the river, so we'll do this next year, and next year never came. Right, okay, okay, yeah, which is disappointing, isn't it? But uh, next year is coming next year, isn't next it? Year's and, uh, we'll... <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, that's right. Which believe? So... <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> and, and bringing it to autumn must make a big difference as well. Like, it's a great time of the year in the South Island, New Zealand, isn't it, in, in autumn? Um, the the weather is the most settled as it is during the year. It's um, a fantastic time to go out and do some adventures. So definitely one to get amongst, put your name on the entry list and uh, go and have an adventure, which would be pretty cool. Well, I didn't ask you, have you been around it? I actually haven't. No, I haven't. I did. Oh, like back not? in the day when it was running, um, I was like, oh God, why would you do that? It's so cold and miserable. <laughs> that was kind of my take on it. But it was a bit of a cult thing as well. There wasn't like 1,500 yeah. odd people on bikes getting around this thing. It was very impressive. So yeah, never quite, uh, I guess I'm just not tough enough, not hard enough um, to line up. So yeah, definitely keen to go and experience what the McKenzie is going to be about. Yeah, yeah, well, mate, we've got uh, a couple of guests on tonight. We've got Alice Bryce on, and she's going to come on very shortly and tell us because yep. uh, Alice has definitely been around the block there there before. And and to finish the show, we're going to have uh, Kerry in, the actual race director, here just to pump up this event and tell us a bit more from the inside as to how it's shaping up for uh, for 2024. Mm, yes, that's right. Absolutely. Um, the McKenzie uh, – Quick bit of intro. I've been doing a bit of research in the background around around this event and why it's actually called the Mackenzie. So I'm just going to read you a bit of a story uh, around this one. So the theme of the Mackenzie is an ode to the history of this awe-inspiring location. In 1855, Scottish shepherd James Mackenzie came across this incredible district while trying to hide flocks of sheep that he'd rustled with the help of his loyal dog, Friday. He was eventually captured, and rumour has it that his border collie, Friday, continued to drive flocks of sheep even without his owner. What happened to James McKenzie after his capture rivals any movie plot. 
After his initial capture, he managed to escape walking 100 miles to Littleton. Remember, there's uh, there's no buses or trains or anything like that back in those days before being recaptured in Littleton. Over the next months, he escaped multiple times and eventually being put in irons. After finally being sentenced to hard labour for five years, he only served nine months before being pardoned due to an apparent miscarriage of justice. Upon release, James set sail for Australia, and that is the last we know of what became to this legendary outlaw. The iconic dog statue in Lake Tikapo is a tribute to all our working dogs and sits proudly overlooking the lake. The Mackenzie District is named after legendary outlaw James Mackenzie, and the Mackenzie Race pays tribute to all the legendary shepherds and farmers that have nurtured the district ever since. So Run 79 Mountain Bike Pursuits, that, that was the crew that used to run this event by Peter and Margaret Ma, Margaret Run Munro, sorry. The around Lake Tekapo bike race attracted up to 1,500 competitors back in its day. So riders looped the lake early in the winter months. Uh, and then with um, with Kerry and the team picking this event back up again, the Lake Tekapo community and previous organisers are absolutely fizzing to bring this one back together so um with that said let's bring alice along as she in the background there there she goes how are you doing alice hello i'm good thank you did you uh, know james mckenzie what was that sorry alice i was just saying did you know james mckenzie no no i didn't have any beers with him no <laughs> that's quite the tale isn't it like uh and i guess an important piece of our Mackenzie country history that not too many people would know. Yeah, yeah. That's what the dog's all about that we all know about but don't actually know the story to. Yeah, yeah. It's a long right. way, Richard, from Tekapo to Littleton, 100 miles, as you say. I would have thought it was actually probably more than that, to be fair. But Yeah, it's pretty keen, isn't it? But I guess if you're trying to get away from what you've maybe uh, been put in jail for, that's probably pretty fair. Um, obviously, enjoyed a bit of an adventure, didn't he, James make, McKenzie? Make and a good and yeah, make a very good God's owner. Absolutely. <laughs> go and go and go all day. That's right. But uh, you enjoy adventure as well, don't you, Alice? Getting out uh, running and, and riding your bike in bits and pieces? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually in Dunedin at the moment on a conference and uh, I got another extra day's leave and went fast packing on the way down. So that was good. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, Can yes. I just uh, ask, where did you get to? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but we'll just say I went in at Naseby in the Otik okay. Conservation Park. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, ended up at a hut at like, you know, 7.30 at night and there was 12 people already there, but they were awesome. Full drivers. They were great. Okay, okay. So some uh, some steak and beers by the sounds of it when you got there. Yeah, some new friends. Well, they boiled the water for me, so that was good. Uh, they okay. ranged, ranged from 12 to 73. Fantastic. How good, how good. So have you done this event before, the McKenzie? So yes, um, I... Unlike Angus, keep a diary, like a journal. And so I was able to look back at my journal because it was pre-Strava. And in yep. 2009, I did Before it. Before the internet was invented. Yes. I even yep. had, you know, how you got the piece of paper you had to fill out your entry on. I had all yep. that in the scrapbook. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just goodness. referring to my notes here. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. I'm sorry. Um, only about some things. Uh, it took me five hours and 45 minutes to, to do it. The, yep. uh, the temperature for the day was a high of four degrees. And I remember read that at five o'clock it was one degree. Uh, but while we were doing a little bit of our backstage work there, I actually did a big we Google because we were trying to work out the last date of it, right? The yeah. only thing I could find was that in the year before, the record, just because I'm obviously slow, so the record fastest mail in 2009 came from the year before, in 2008, was two hours, 59 minutes. Okay, there we go. Just and was who? Three hours. Sorry? And was who? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a real sports geek. <laughs> oh, no, and, and only, well, that, I just thought, okay, it just had the time there, didn't have who that was by. Yeah, no, it did have, the t- it did have who it was. Oh, oh Alice can go away and do a bit more Googling and she can come back at the end of the <laughs> Sorry, show. We'll bring you back. On the spot there. Now, I, I, before we get going <laughs> here, wait, two questions, two things. One, I do have a journal. Well, I do have a notebook. Um, unfortunately, mine's just full of excuses, not actually things I've done, just uh, <laughs> pages ready for the next thing. But is, that, is this the – how far back does your journal go? Like, is this one of the early, early uh, – It only uh, misses one or? event I did. Because you, you spend so much money on these events because – right reasons. And so I've literally kept, like, yeah, the print the printout entry form and photos and a wee yarn because it's not it wasn't on the internet then. Did you fax it? How did you – Oh, you would have just filled the entry out of the day. No, and paid in check with a checkbook. Oh. I was like the last in my flat and didn't even using a checkbook. Anyway, his name was Gordon McCauley, MCC. Oh, Gordon McCauley. Uh, so he oh, does a bit of bike riding, yeah. No, he's yeah, 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 he knows a thing or about bike. Yep. Do we actually know him? I've never heard of him. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. He's in New Zealand a little bit and uh, oh, okay. bike a lot. Mm. <laughs> so I assume yeah. he kept the record then because, um, yeah, he had the record as of 20, 2009. Right, 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 right. Good stuff. So, have you entered the event in twenty twenty four? Yes, so I am definitely going to come back and kick my. Am I allowed to say this? I want to kick my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love kicking my own ass. So, I want to um, beat that time. I haven't worked out by how much, but also back then I had a twenty six inch wheel, and now I've got a twenty nine inch wheel. So, yeah. surely that's mm. got to give me a wee bit surely, of advantage. Surely, you tell yourself that must must make a difference. And I'm in my forties, which is our prime, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Stronger, fitter, tougher, all those good things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's the mother yep. mental as well, like being a mother or a parent, sorry. You're yep. mentally yep. stronger too. Totally, totally, totally. So why do you like riding bikes, Alice? What does it mean to you? Why do you why do you do it? Because you also do a uh, bit of running as well. Yeah, well, people would think of me as a trail runner, but um I love my mountain bike and I feel sorry for it when I leave it to trail running. But um I make you get places faster, don't you? Like you yeah, the adrenaline and you feel like a kid again. You get on a bike and it just brings back childhood memories. Like, yeah, I just I really enjoy biking. Yeah, good stuff. Mountain good stuff. biking. The road bike can stay in the garage. <laughs> right, 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 right. Good stuff. So so the rougher the better, basically, for this event for you. Yeah, well, this is a lot of um, it's quite varied, though, isn't it, with the um, farmland and the the shingle roads and that. Um, I'm looking forward to the river crossings because I practiced them on a recent biking trip and um, up near Amarima. So um, I know you can't ride through these ones; there's definitely carrying situations. But I'm hoping there's a few ones where you can attack it and try and ride through it. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So tell us about your ride and the old version of the event back. At, so it was pretty chilly, by the sounds of things. Yeah. Um, my memory's not that good. <laughs> I didn't write enough in my journal. Um, I, yeah, I just remember the river being absolutely freezing, but it was Queen's birthday weekend. Um, yeah. And I remember coming home and it's slightly downhill. I think there was a headwind, but there's not going to be next year, so don't worry. Um, no. We've already ordered it. And yeah, it's kind of nice cruising home and pushing hard, left, yeah. leaving all your gas behind. Good stuff. What was the toughest part of the event? Do you remember that? Usually the other bits that stick out. Uh, I guess the distance. It's quite a right. long way. Okay. Yeah, well, you were on the bike, what did you say, five and a half hours or something like that? Five hours, 45. But five that's what's 45. good about Kerry's option is there is two options for distance mm-hmm. and the relay option is quite cool. Yes. Yeah, that's real cool, that's isn't it? So there, there's definitely something for everybody there, but but I guess that's a real challenge, isn't it, when you're on your bike for more than five hours? It's getting pretty tough, and you're probably pretty keen to see that beer and hot chips. The old bum bones. 
yeah <laughs> good stuff so based on what you know and and uh sort of tekapo etc and and lapping the lake and riding your bike for a long time do you have any sort of specific tips uh, for others on how they should prepare for this thing with a bit of local knowledge yeah i mean for me it's going to be all about adventure because mm. um like i'm going to do the alps ocean in january so okay. i'm doing that in three days so that'll get the bum bones trained up um yep. <laughs> and yeah just trying to find destination adventures getting on shingle roads but trying to also get on a bit of grassy like farmlandy stuff as well um and practice carrying your bike through cold rivers yeah nice nice no that's awesome and uh how are you going to celebrate this thing? Have you got a, a uh, something that you do as you cross the finish line? Is it um, or is it more journaling when you get across the finish line? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm then going to go home and finish packing, and the kids and I are off to do the rail trail the very oh, next day. <laughs> we don't start biking until the Monday, but we're off on a week's trip to do the rail trail. So I hope my thumb bones are okay. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That's awesome, Alice. That's really good. Um, nice work, Angus. Yeah. Any other I tips just, from you? No, I was just actually reading, just thinking about <clears throat> about that. That is actually, of course, let's not forget the relay option. And Alice, maybe that could be like you could get the whole family involved there, and uh, and 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 they could do a relay while you're doing the whole thing. Remember, they're six and eight, and they're about to do the rail trail. Perfect. So no, no, not this, not next year. <laughs> but that would be a good option. It would be a good option for other families. <laughs> that, that, that'll fill their day in, though, won't it? <laughs> I think I'll just leave them at home. To be fair. <laughs> I'd have some fun my, uh, what about what about some friends? Have you got any friends that could do the that could do the relay option that you could bring down with you, and uh, and they could have a crack? Yeah, there's definitely some people I'm going to have a bit of a chat to that need to get out there because it's the private land factor. You can't to look at Lake Tikapo and think that you have biked around that or for the relay half of it. It's pretty epic feeling, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's pretty oh, awesome, oh. isn't it? Absolutely. Very good. Hey, Alice, hey, thank you so much for joining us. All the best for um, the next adventure and getting those bum bones ready to rocket around Lake Tikapo and giving yourself an uppercut uh, and beating your time for, from uh, what, 2009, being Absolutely. stronger and fitter and more awesome than what you were. Looking forward to it. See everybody there. Yeah. I'm well done, more looking forward to the page in the journal, what, what you write <laughs> on this next. I, can't, I mean, we might have to get you back as, a, as an after thing so you can read us out the page from your journal from uh, the 2024 McKenzie, I reckon. That's that's what we should do. Yep. If anyone it's follows me on Strava, they'll know. I just journal in there. They're probably like, oh, here's Alice again. I don't just write, <laughs> that was fun. I write a wee yarn about what happened. So I'm still oh, journaling, so sorry. Yeah. Right, right. So we've got the modern day journal going on. Yeah, there, right? Strava. Yeah. Yeah. And all the results okay. are there, the times are there, the, all those things. It's perfect. That's the perfect yeah. place to journal. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. <laughs> all, all done online there, Angus. All done online. Yeah. Awesome. Good work, Alice. Thanks, Sam. Take care. Cheers, Alice. Thank you. Yes. Now, a good coach would tell you to do that, Richard, wouldn't they? To do some, yeah, it is good to write down what you've learned so then you can sort of make sure that you uh, do the good things well again and then also the maybe the things you didn't do quite so well, improve upon those and put them all in the same place in a journal or on Strava or where it is so then you can actually look back. Um, absolutely. That's, uh, that's a great thing to do so you can continue to learn and improve for sure. You've probably got a stone tablet and a chisel and as your original. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the kids are telling me that tonight that have probably, what was it, sort of Stone Age mammoths are around when I was born in, uh, in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's right. Still, uh, still uh, ticking along. 
they wouldn't believe that the television was in black and white, would they? <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Um, Kerry has written a very good uh, description of what this course is about, and I thought it would be a really good chance to actually uh, read this for everybody because it really sort of gives you an understanding of what the event is actually about. So have we got a moment for that, Angus? I reckon you should, because I think uh, you're absolutely right. I had a wee brief read through it before, and and uh, I was I was just quietly sitting there when you were reading the last one, waiting for that uh, magical you know ding when you turn the page, you know, on the audio book. <laughs> okay, do you want me to do a ding? Turn the page. <laughs> I was actually waiting for that before. You were doing such a good job at narrating that story that, okay, mate, hit it again. Let's t- tell us all about it. I'll add a ding in. Yeah, nice work. Bailey's The Muster takes you on the journey around one of New Zealand's most scenic lakes. So remember, The Muster is the 88K version, and we've got the shorter version, which is a mini muster of 65K. So we're talking through the 88K version here, and the um, and the 65K goes on sort of the second half of this. So The Muster takes you on a journey around one of New Zealand's most scenic lakes, Lake Tech. Tekapo. For this day only, you have access to private high country stations, allowing you the opportunity of a lifetime to cycle your way around this incredible location. Lake Tekapo is approximately 190 metres deep. The incredible turquoise hue is breathtaking, and you'll get to admire this pristine environment as you circumnavigate the lake. The start and finish line is on the village green in Lake Tekapo Village. From here, you'll take a short section through Tekapo to Godley Peaks Road. You'll follow the sealed road past Bomb. Balmoral Station. At Lake McGregor, the road switches to gravel and you continue onwards towards Glenmore Station. This section of the road is a well-formed gravel road and you get to enjoy the stunning farmland of Glenmore Station as you continue on your way. Soon you'll pass the Cass Valley and make your way onto Godley Peak Station. Here you get to experience the true high country station vistas, experiencing the incredible landscapes on your way further up the lake. The course from here is on farmland, so you're going to follow farm tracks that range from gravel roads to four-wheel drive tracks. There are freshwater streams to bike through, stock and surrounding paddocks, an abundance of wildlife, and beautiful views in every direction. This is also where you'll get to the bluff section of the course. The four-wheel drive track cuts into the side of the mountains with a lake below you on your right, an epic experience and something you only get to experience at the Mackenzie. At the top of the lake, you'll need to dismount and cross the Godly River. Ding! You'll need to carry your bike as you wade, carry your bike as your bike as you wade through the alpine water. There will be experience. There will be experienced personnel to guide you through the across the water and give you assistance if required. The Godly River crossing is two k's wide, but is not all water there are sections there that you can ride at times you'll have to get off your bike and walk your bike through once you pass the godly river then you're then back on your bike and head through Lilybank station this is another opportunity to be on private land and you'll be ride beside deer paddocks and enjoy the view at the top of the lake at this point you'll meet the macaulay river again you will need to get off and carry your bike in sections as well as being able to ride some of the riverbed we will have experienced personnel here and give you assistance if required to cross the rivers. After this crossing, you will join the gravel Lilybank Road and take you all the way back to the finish line. This is back on public land and the road will be open. You can see Mount John in the far in the distance, a great marker that gets you cl- gets closer as you're near the Lake Tekapo Village in the finish line. Lilybank Road is another beautiful part of the course, weaving its way through high country stations, past around hill ski field road, offering you a completely different view of Lake Tekapo. The course is flat and scenic, there may be some sections where you need to dismount and either carry or push your bike. But for most of the course, you'll have some great riding where you're able to enjoy the views. 80K, 88k route may vary in distance depending on the route taken 
at the two rivers, which will be determined during the course marking and dictated by the weather and any other contributing factors. As I mentioned at the top, the 65k mini muster is the same as the muster above. However, the start line is at Godley Peak Station on private land. From here, you'll get to experience all that the Mackenzie race has to offer, just with less distance to cover on your bike. Does that fizz you up, Angus? Uh, look, I was just thinking that you, I know who re, who did all the bedtime story reading in your house. <laughs> Still do it to this day as well. Yep. Still do it yep. to this day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yep. no, I, absolutely. Sorry, Rich. When we got to the ting, that mucked me up. I tried to add that ting in there to turn the page. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. You did well. You did well. And, and it's a very well-written course description, and, mm. and not too many events actually have such a, a – uh, detailed descriptive route and uh yeah for sure i can just picture i could picture when you were talking about that coming back down Lilybank road looking across uh to mount john thinking about how you're starting to get to the top of that river there and uh the lake there and and all of those feelings that start that start uh, coming through in between the one of cramp and the one of i'm nearly there and then the one of cramp again but you know (laughs) starting to just picture all of that as it's going on i'm enjoying this i really don't want to be there i want to be at the finish line no i'm enjoying this (laughs) oh that hurts Ah. (laughs) all that good stuff so with that in mind with that description of the course i want to have a chat with you about bikes and gear so there's lots of different options out there these days from mountain bikes to road bikes to enduro bikes to full sust hardtails e-bikes gravel bikes etc etc so do we have a perfect bike for this what what should we be thinking around bike choice for the mckenzie don't know you got the wrong guy i know nothing about bikes <laughs> come on can we turn around <laughs> and see your bike shelf like this part of the reason why you do biking is so you can have so many bikes n plus one uh, yeah, bike. look the perfect bike here is totally going to be a modern carbon uh full sus maybe 100, 100, well, it only needs to be 100 mil travel, 120 if you need to, but that would be the ultimate bike for this event. You know, right. a race, lightweight cross-country, full-size bike is going to be 10 kilos at the most. Some of those mm-hmm. pros will be even less. So it's not a lot of weight. It's going to give you some comfort over top of some rocks and things and yep. uh, all of those options. But that's being said, not everybody's going to have the the luxury of having that that high-end uh bicycle and by crikey they start to get a bit expensive nowadays yeah, um so but a hardtail mountain bike at the same time is probably going to do just as good a job here there's not there's not huge amounts of um you know well it's been a long time since i've been up that top end there but mm-hmm. you know there'll be a little bit of rough and a little bit of bouncing around but mm-hmm. uh, a good wide tire maybe like a 2.4 inch tire wide on a low tire pressure uh, will give you a bit of comfort along the way there. And, and yep. so they're probably your two things, a full sus bike uh, and ideally the 29 inch wheel. That's what most bikes are nowadays. Anyway, <laughs> we went through a phase of a 650B or 27 and a half inch wheel. And that phase has kind of gone out again. So yep. pretty much most bikes nowadays will be on that 20, uh, 29 inch wheel. And that, that gives you a perfect rolling and it enables it to roll over obstacles and, Things nice. like that. Now the gravel bike is yes. is potentially an option. Now right. <clears throat> I say this probably that you probably want to be a reasonably experienced gravel bike rider and or done plenty of time on your gravel bike before you yep. get it. Both ends, the the start end and the finish end, 
are probably going to be really good for the gravel bike, and you'll be yep. quite efficiently fast through there. Mm-hmm. Up the top and across the rocks and across the river and things like that, it'll be a bit. It might be a little tricky. I haven't been up there on my gravel bike yet, but uh, yep. maybe over Christmas it'll be a time to go and have a wee explore up there, see what it actually mm-hmm. looks like on one. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think your best bet is uh, full sus mountain bike, twenty um, nine inch wheel. And that's probably the. But so. My biggest so, recommendation, Richard, is run what you've got. If you've got a bike, just enter and do it. Don't worry about all this other jazz about what you could or couldn't have. Just enter with whatever bike you got. That's great advice. Great and advice. you're also erring towards comfort opposed to racing it as well. By the sounds of what you're talking about, you're probably going to be faster if you're comfortable opposed to thinking, oh, I need, I should go for this because I'm going to be faster this way. Yep, 100%. I think uh, comfort's all the way. Uh, you know, if we if we talk about Alice, who was 5 hours 45 on that time she did it, it's yep. a long time in the saddle. And I mm-hmm. actually don't know what that is, but there'll be an average of, well, if the winner was just sub three, three hours, hours yep. then, then the majority of people will be four hours plus. Yep, four to five. Yeah, that's right. Four, five, six. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So so that's a, that's a long time to be sitting on a bike. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good, good, good. Um, what about e-bikes? What's the story there? Are we allowed e-bikes? Well, that's a good question. I'm feeling like I should know this. Kerry, give me a nod. Are you allowed e-bikes in this thing or what's to go? Yeah, she's nodding away there. Look at that. She's at nodding. That. We can do e-bikes. We're, we're, so if we're, we're, we're riding an e-bike, we're all what, about the, what about the river crossings if we're riding an e-bike? No, that's okay, mate. Like these these modern e-bikes. Um, and don't get me wrong. You don't want to. You won't want to take your city commuter e-bike. Let, let's be mm-hmm. clear yeah. about that. You do actually yeah. want a uh, a mountain bike e-bike that is going to do what a normal mountain bike would, just mm-hmm. with obviously mm-hmm. with the with the power with the battery. Yeah. So you do you, you do want to do that. Uh, the modern e-bike these days, mountain bike, absolutely no problem getting them wet. Uh, riding them in the rain, riding them through puddles, and even riding them through the river. Um, mm-hmm. Just going to be a little heavy. If you do have to carry it, you've got to remember that if you're 19 kilos plus, uh, in fact, you're probably doing quite well if you've got a full sus uh, e-bike at 19 kilos. So yeah. <clears throat> it is a little bit of weight you've got to carry across those rivers. Yeah, that's right. At the same time, hang on tight, and it'll probably stop you getting swept away. Yeah, that's good. And also, that's the other thing. When you finish this event, it's really good to go and get your bike serviced and uh, like your your bottom bracket cleaned out, and also your e bike just kind of checked out by your local bike shop as well afterwards, just to make sure it's going to continue to run well and it's not water where the water shouldn't be. Super good point. And actually, you should start with that before you even get to the event. Mm. Is get your bike checked out. Yeah, yep. I rec- always recommend, uh, especially if you don't do a lot of riding, if this is your event, and uh, you haven't been doing a lot of other riding or you've just been doing some training or whatever, mm-hmm. um, go and get your bike checked out. Get the chain checked, get the drivetrain checked, tyres checked. If you're running tubeless, and I recommend running tubeless if you can, get rid of those tubes and put some sealant in if, if that's a possibility. Um, but if you are running sealant, make sure you get that checked because it does go off after a while. Um, yep. And just go through that process of, of, of getting everything checked out so that on the day, the last thing you want is to have a mechanical. Nobody likes a mechanical. Uh, and it's kind of frustrating, especially if you've been training for it and you're peaking on the day and it's the perfect weather day and it's all going well. And then you have a stupid mechanical that could have been prevented. That's right. Fun. That's right. Just going back to the tubeless thing, why is it better? 
One, you can run the tyre pressure lower. So, uh, yeah. of course, with a tube in there, you need to run it with a bit more air. We're going to get technical here, but with a bit more air in it because you can't, you don't want to pinch flat it where the where you roll over a rock and the tube, uh, the tyre flexes yeah. and then it pinches mm -hmm. the the tube to the rim and creates a puncher. Uh, yeah. So, with tubeless, you can run a lot less pressure in there, which gives you a lot more comfort across the rocks because the tyre is yeah. actually softer and absorbing. So that's really good. And two, yeah. it will take away, um, if the sealant's working good, you do get a puncher, you run over a nail or you run over a thorn or a, something like that up the back of there, it will, the sealant should, in theory, with enough pressure in the tyre, uh, seal her up and you won't have to worry about it. It'll just it'll just do its own thing. You'll keep yeah, riding. Good so, job. Good. That's fantastic. So, Think like you've talked about bikes. Is there anything else that we need to sort of maybe consider to help us enjoy our day riding around Lake Tikapo? I suppose it depends on how much riding you actually do. Now, if you're a seasoned rider and you do a lot of riding, you'll you'll probably know most of these things. You'll you'll have a collection mm -hmm. of uh, bib shorts or you know padded chamois chamois shorts and things like that. You'll have appropriate shoes and probably be clipped into the pedals and. Um, all of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. If you are a new beginner to this, you may be riding on flat pedals, um, which is fine. Um, but I can't recommend enough a bit of chamois cream. 88 kilometers, long way to go. If it's a hot, hot day like it could be, there'll be a lot of body sweat and things like that going on and a bit of chafing. So uh, a good bit of chamois cream, um, but a butt butter, as some of them call it. Uh, don't be too embarrassed to go and buy a tin of that and get some of that on you, that's for sure, because that'll be a lifesaver. And even take some with you. Take it in a, a little wee container or something in your backpack or something like that. Um, so <clears throat> bike fitting, 80, again, I go back to 88Ks is a reasonable way to go, and four or five hours on the bike's a long time. So make sure you are comfortable on your bike. If you do get the opportunity to get a bike fit or get somebody you know, maybe your local bike shop or just somebody like Richard Greer who knows a thing or two about bikes, um, <laughs> uh, just make sure your fit is comfortable. Otherwise, you'll end up with knee issues and, and injuries that you don't really need. Uh, yep. along the way um just thinking about carrying stuff with you of course you're going to carry your your puncher repair you're going to carry a tube even if you're tubeless you're going to carry a tube and a and a pump or some gas or whatever it might be i recommend taking a little bottle of chain lube and if it is a wet day uh then you are going to get a lot of and it's not going to be a wet day carry assures us it's not a wet day but i'm just saying hypothetically if it was a wet day you will uh, end up with a lot of crap on your drivetrain and things and like once you get across the river or somewhere like that a quick wipe or a quick spray with some new chain mm -hmm. lube on there and that'll be like christmas that'll be like the highlight of your day when you get that fresh chain running back again so just uh, a little wee bottle of chain lube would be a, a really good recommendation nice um just had a question actually that's just come through do we put that butt butter or the chamois cream on your skin or on the chamois or both? Well, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? That's a that's actually uh, played both ways. Uh, some right. some will layer the chamois cream on their chamois, and yep. some will apply direct to skin. Right. Any any recommendations there, <laughs> <laughs> or just use it? Well, well, experiment. Uh, look, you can never have too much. Um, and I apply directly to the skin and uh, don't share somebody else's and try not to double dip. <laughs> it's like yeah, eating chips. You don't double dip. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And maybe one last question. Water bottles versus hydration pack. 
there's a bunch of aid stations at 33 k's or 14 for the short one, 50 or 30 and 70 k's and 50. So do we do water bottles and stop and fill up or, or the old hydration pack that we're carrying with us? What would you recommend there? Okay, so our, our leaders out the front, they're probably just going to have a couple of bottles and that'll be it, right? Let's, and they're going to run for a couple of bottles and that's probably plenty and they will not stop at an aid station. Yeah. Uh, there'll be some, the next one's back, may not stop at an aid station, but may take a bottle on the bike and a hydration pack. Now, remembering too, if you're running a full sus bike, full suspension mountain bike, depending on where that rear suspension's mounted, will depend on whether you get one or two bottles actually in your frame uh mm -hmm. my bike i only get one uh unless yep. i get creative and create a second one elsewhere but generally i only get one um so sometimes i'll take two bottles and i'll put one in my back pocket if i'm wearing a cycling shirt or vest i'll put one in my back pocket mm -hmm. and do a swap out or uh at another event just recently um and it was a 50k uh with a whole lot of climbing i actually took my I don't like to stop at aid stations, essentially. I look to just keep moving. Um, so I did put a bottle on my bike and I took my hydration bladder with a litre and a half mm -hmm. or something in the back of it mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. life easy. And the other thing to think about with a hydration bladder is actually sometimes it's easier for you to drink. So sometimes it's easier for you to just stick the hose in your mouth and carry on riding without having to worry about getting that bottle in and out of the frame. And if that's you, uh, you if if you have trouble getting your bottle in and out of your bike and you need to stop each time to do it or whatever, but you could get away with just sucking on a hose, then do that because the minute you don't um, – the minute it's too hard to drink or something, um, you don't drink, and that'll be detrimental to everything. So you need to be able to keep a, a, a really easy way. So sometimes the hydration pack is just actually the easiest way to do that. Yeah, that's good advice. And then you'll do it, and then you'll have a better day, and you'll have a bigger smile on your face. And also, depending on uh, what your goals are as well, Aid stations are a fantastic place to stop and refuel and, and get a couple of tasty snacks and so sort of have a bit of a yarn before you push off onto the next one, aren't they? I, I, I totally agree. Uh, look, there is a – yes, I think – if you can stop and enjoy the aid stations, and I'm sure that they're going to put these aid stations at a at a beautiful place to stop, to take in some scenery, get a breath. I'm not even sure what's in there, but I'm sure there'll be a bit of brownie or a lolly or a something like that <laughs> at these aid stations uh, that you can take on board and have a have a social chat with your mates that you're riding with and all those sort of things. And and that and that's probably one of those things. Isn't it? Enjoy the day, take it in, suck it in for all that it's worth, and all that you've got going there. And and a lot of you people out there will be there just with your mates having a good old ride. And yeah, stop, stop, and um, stop and enjoy those aid stations. And and probably most importantly, whether you stop or don't stop, say thank you on your way past. Because right. at those aid stations, there'll be some marshals, and throughout the course there'll be some marshals. And look, they've given up their day to be there. So just say thank you. Say, good on you. Thanks very much. Or get a high five or something like that as you ride through there. That's right. Good, good, fantastic advice. Um, did you know that this time around for this event, the start will be via a classic Kiwi bark off where the shepherd's dog get, shepherd get their dogs to bark, and that's a start gun. Did you know that? How good? I I, I, that is that is awesome, isn't it? There's some iconic races around the world. You know, some start with a shotgun, some start by a guy lighting a cigarette. Um, there's a whole there's a whole array of iconic things uh, for how races are started, and starting with a dog barking, with the shepherd giving him the whistle or whatever he's going to do, and the dog barks. Yeah, that is just so good. Yep, no, that's awesome. Um, very good. So, and so hopefully, clearly, clearly going to be a much more well trained dog than my dog. <laughs> I was just like, this is going to be carnage. It can't be my dog either. <laughs> just be all over the shop. 
<laughs> too excited, too excited. Just like yourself and and maybe me as well. Just too excited at the start line. Yeah. Calm down. That's good. No, that's that's really good. I'm, I'm actually really interested to see how all that works. Actually, so it's cool. Yep, very good. Um, some training have uh, from a training perspective. I think it's quite important to talk about that as well. We had a bit of a chat about bikes and and maybe a bit of hydration as well. Um, but just a couple of key tips that I, I guess around um, biking, like you've talked about, making sure you've got the right bike for you and make sure that you've you've got it fit, fitted properly. I'd say they're my top couple of training tips, but but I guess biking is kind of simple and training for this thing is actually, it can be really complicated, but also really simple at the other end. To get good at riding your bike, you've got to ride your bike. So the more you ride it, generally the better you get. There's points where you have to do some faster stuff, some longer stuff, but it's all about consistency. Are you getting on your bike on a regular basis and and riding it? And it doesn't have to be long. Uh, it could be short with some making sure that we do a longer one or two getting up to sort of the time they think we're going to be on our bike but hey if you're really busy like um, commuting is a great option just to add a little bit of biking into your day or maybe a Zwift type situation where you can jump in and you've got kids about so you have to quickly ride and, and you can't sort of go away too much that could be another really good option so so just think about consistency Ride your bike, make sure that it fits with life and family, and uh, and then you'll generally have a pretty good day as long as you've done a few longer rides and built up to those longer rides. So then you can um, uh, sort of practice all those little things around nutrition and and chamois cream and and your gear, etc. Do, do I have to have ridden eighty eight kilometers? Do you, do you recommend I that I've ridden that or? I think like it's it's one of those things. I don't think you have to have ridden 88 kilometers, but it does help the confidence knowing that you can um, actually have done the distance when you're standing on the start line if you've never done that before. But it's a bit like running a marathon. Like you don't actually need to run a marathon before you run your first marathon. Like getting 30 odd K sort of is, is, is good. So And then that last little bit uh, can come down to race day that I'm just going to kind of guts it out and push through to the finish line. But, but from a confidence perspective, you'll definitely take uh a fair bit from doing a big long ride and uh and being out there for a decent length of time how would i simulate it like what <clears throat> how would we how, how would you simulate the mckenzie i think what you do is you, similar yeah you'd go back to sort of what 25 minutes through a podcast and listen into the story that we told about the description of the event and try to find something as similar as that where are you going to find that richard not that this is, <laughs> this is unique that's why we're coming to race here at the mckenzie because that 100%. description is unique to new zealand and you're coming here to ride that particular thing but come on mate exactly, it must be exactly something yeah where would we be best to train well, I think you you want to ride on some gravel roads and things, don't you? You want to go and find, make sure you find some farm tracks with some ruts and bits and pieces in it. I think um, just getting on the local mountain bike trails would be also really good. And if there's uphills, that's great because, hey, this course isn't particularly hilly, but that does really improve your bike skills if you are riding up and down hills. And hills are hard. Hills never get any easier. So you, So they test you to become fitter and stronger by riding up them as well so so i wouldn't worry too much about being absolutely specific for this race i think go and ride your local trails have work hard on the uphill have some fun on the downhill make sure that you're um, enjoying your your training and riding with others and friends and bits and pieces be adventurous and make sure you keep it fun and that you're probably going to do pretty well all right next question then ask and asking for a friend right uh, if i was getting serious about this yes. event 
How do I yep. go about getting some coaching, mate? How do I go about what, what's my best way? Do I need a whole plan? Do I just need a guide? Do I need a Richard Greer one-on-one experience? <laughs> Asking for a friend. I'm still Asking waiting for, for that uh, phone call, actually, Angus. Um, I mean, there's, we've got lots of different options from a from a training plan membership where you can sort of uh, get a an online program that you can follow, that you can move around, make it yours as video content behind it, sort of thing at a lower level. Or there's also five of us that work together on the coaching front that we can help you out one-on-one to sort of work with the level of training that you're doing, fitting with your life and making sure you're enjoying what you're doing as well and sort of tailoring something more specific to you as well. So the best way is probably just to like jump into our website, click on the book a call button, which jumps basically into my diary and then um, grab a time just to have a bit of a chat. And, and then it's just a matter of seeing what best fits for you is probably the best way to go about that. So that's teamcp.co.nz. That's the one. Yep. Uh, hit the top right, book a call and go from there. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely yep. brilliant. Have Speaking you entered yet? Have you, have you entered yet, Angus? 30th of November, winning that well, $50. Winning voucher. the $50. Well, that's a that's a good reason to enter, isn't it? To get a $50 uh, meal voucher. I don't yep. I don't know what you'll eat, mate, but I'll be I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you'll come yeah, and sit with me. Yeah, I'll sit with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So 30th of November, if you've um, if you've entered before then, you go into that draw to win that $50 TLV voucher um, that you can enjoy on race weekend. Beautiful. Right. Speaking of this race, the McKenzie around Lake Tekapo, this wouldn't be possible without, uh, of course, the one and only Kerry Ren for putting this on. Our race director for this event, uh, we've been working very, very hard to bring this amazing event back back to life uh, since, well, I'd put a date in here, but we can't we can't actually identify when that last one was. Let's just say it was probably a good decade ago. It would have been a decade yep. ago, wouldn't it? Like we could say that. So that's a long time. Kerry, welcome to the stage. Welcome uh, to, uh, well, to your podcast, really. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. This has been a really interesting chat. Actually, Alice and I were just messaging, messaging each other in the background. And um, yeah, it's been really interesting. So thank you. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, give us a bit of background for a start, Kerry. How did how has this event sort of been brought back to life? Because it was pretty iconic back in the day, and and one of the things that probably almost made it iconic was it was just so brutal um, with the weather conditions. But 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 you've uh, got to put a Kerry you're in touch on it to make sure that um, people potentially might even enjoy their bike ride. Yeah, well, I um so I organised race Tikapo so. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a running event in September. So um, I was busy doing that and then was obviously speaking to quite a few people in Tikapo and um, Andy Perry, who manages the Ken's Alpine Resort and Golf Club. um, He loves his mountain bike. I don't know whether you two have ever run into him or not, but he's a great guy. And so he sort of organised a catch-up with all the local farmers around the lake and plied us with some wine and um, snacks and... (laughs) Next, yeah, it was really fun actually, and um, yeah, and I guess the biggest thing for us was to um, be you know, talking with the old organizers, Peter and Margaret Munro, and making sure that they, um, you know, how they felt it was going to go, and mm-hmm. they've, they've been awesome, so um, they've been sort of working in the background with me and um, talking about a few things. and um hopefully we'll get to go and do it on the day maybe or sort of be part of it but um yeah so we're sort of organizing it on behalf of um you know just to get it back going and um yeah so it's awesome 
How good, how good. That's great. And great to have the community behind it as well. That makes a big difference, doesn't it, to have those people on the ground and uh, up on those stations up in the high country helping you out to sort of bring this event together rather than you sort of trying to figure it out from zero. Oh, 100%. And, and the you know, we found from Race Tikipo, the people in, down there are just amazing and um, really keen welcoming people to the district and mm-hmm. want people to come and experience it, which is the best thing. So um, we just have to make sure we do a really good job with the event and the town and community kind of do the rest. And um, hopefully people come down, have a great weekend. And um, yeah, and looking, looking at um, old photos from the race and looking at the type of people who had entered, which is quite interesting from my point of view, but mm. they were in talking to Peter and Margaret, but a lot of people, you know, you had the elite riders, obviously the record holders, but there were, you know, mums or dads with their teenage kids doing the ride and just literally took all day to yep. do it. And looking at their bikes, um, like I'm quite curious to see what the fastest time will be. Obviously be a wee bit weather dependent, but, um, you know, obviously things will be a wee bit, possibly a wee bit quicker. Mm. So Yeah, like um, a lower river potentially. Yes, hopefully. So, yep. um, yeah, so I think that'll be quite cool. But, yeah, just it really does look like uh, from past photos that, you know, even just looking at the clothing and, and what people were wearing, it's pretty, you know, you look now and you think, oh, you know, things will be a wee bit different. But really, just get your, get your gear on and get on your bike. And um, like I like what Inga said, just use what you've got. And if you're looking at, if you're looking at doing something different, then you've got Angus gave some really, you mean you know your bike's Angus. Um, that was that was impressive. <laughs> so um, you know. <laughs> so yeah, but if you've got you've got your mountain bike, then you know, just go and give it a crack. So we're Good pretty keen to-, to get get everyone out there and we'll be supporting everyone. So did you see a young version of Angus or a or a um or a, a younger version of Alice potentially no, as you're gonna, looking through the archives? I'm gonna go back and have a look. No, you absolutely did right. I did not, and I'm going to say it's 2011. And, oh, I, was no. just, and I was just checking my journal called no. Facebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What do you like, Kerry? You've got a bit more of an understanding about this event, just with the the back end work that you'd be doing um, on the event and the course, etc. With the locals, what are you most looking forward to? I. Uh, hundred percent getting up that top of the lake like when we've done some reckeys up there it just blows your mind like honestly I said to the farmer that took us up I was just like this is you know one of the best day I just had the best time it was you know the wildlife and I don't want to give too much away because it's sort of and it's on private land as well so I don't want to encourage anyone going in there but it you know on the day it's just going to be amazing and I think um we're really working hard at um making the whole experience quite unique and um yeah, just doing a few little surprises around the course because I think for those people who, you know, are going to be racing it, they're going to just, you know, enjoy it and, and go enjoy the scenery and the race. But I think there'll be, yep. you know, a lot of people that'll be coming just to have a really good time. And and it is a long day, so we're trying to sort of break it up and make the aid stations fun and kind of go with the theme. And, yeah, it should, yeah we're really excited. Good, good, good. Can we ask this question? Is is that like it's not just the event; it's the whole weekend, isn't it? About being in Tikapo, which is an amazing spot. Um, have you or the community got anything else lined up that you're able to tell us? Well, we the community same with Race Tikapo. They do what race weekend specials, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So we're sort of working with them at the moment and updating the website um, with them, which is awesome because it just means you can maybe go to the cafe and get a discount or accommodation discounts, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. neat. 
Um, but there's just so there's so much to do in the district, and even Mount Cook's only you know like an hour or so away. So you really can go. We're going to go bike on Saturday and Sunday. We might go and walk up to Hooker Lake and um, you know just just have a look around. So yeah, and it's just a great spot. So I think people will, um, and of course the hot springs. So you can always go in and enjoy a soak there. So yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Is there anything that competitors need to be aware of just in terms of from your perspective lining up for this thing and, and the event itself? Um, I think we're at the moment, um, we'll be able to give a wee bit more information soon, but we're kind of looking at ways we can help people with e-bikes get across the river. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're just looking at whether we can work on a trailer system for some of those sort of, um, like I had an email um, the other day from a group that have got some older people in the group that, yep. you know, thinking about bringing the e-bike. So we're just trying to find some ways that we can safely get the bike and and, and encourage them still to do it. Because um, mm-hmm. it's just such a small section of the race for those rivers yeah. for the whole distance. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to make it accessible for everyone. Um, and, yeah, and I think, I think to one little thing to be reminded is the ride home. Like it's it's beautiful and, um, and it's great great scene and easy riding on the gravel but there are a couple of sneaky little hills in there so mm-hmm. when you when you get through the river and you think oh yeah i've got my you know, nice flat ride home there's just a few there's one particular ride up after a um bridge river crossing that'll um there might be a few people pushing yeah yeah, that's <laughs> yeah I, li- I like the thing about the hills because there's yeah there's not a lot of elevation um across the course at all but it's just mm-hmm. yeah just that, that probably the last little bits on the way home will catch a few people out they'll be yeah, pretty tired. Nice. Yeah. And what about aid stations as well? There's an opportunity to do a bit of a drop bag and, and say maybe if you're rolling with your e-bike, you can uh, pick up a spare battery so Angus can ride turbo the whole way. Tell us a little yes. bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, we've got the Musterers Rest, we've called it, at the um, just after the last river crossing, the Macaulay River. So we've got a really, um, I think I've tried to pick the, well, not tried, but they've kind of come forward, the funnest crew um, we've got. That are pretty um pretty fun. We've got a Scotsman in there and um yeah, it'll be it'll be great fun. So that'll be a good spot to go in and change your socks and um and sort of dry off if you're a wee bit wet. You might want to change some clothes and yeah, there's a battery swap there. And that's also our um relay swap zone. So it'll be a fairly social um social stop point. So yeah, it'll be probably be the one, the favourite stop, I think, for a few people that'll get through the rivers and think, holy moly, <laughs> we're just gonna sit here for a minute, dry off, have some food and have a yarn and then get back and get going. So that'll be good. That'll be a fun one. Is that self-appointed with the most funnest crew? Like if they told you that or have that so. been I... an award given? What do the other two sort of uh, aid stations yeah. feel about that? Well, yeah, well, the, the first one's going to be great because it's actually on Godly Peak Station and right. um, the rugby boys, um, there's some teenage rugby boys in there that, that'll be there with some parents. And, yeah, we've got a, quite some something fun planned there, which I won't give too much away. But, um, yeah, and then we've got the last one on the way back down Lilybank Road, which I think will be, for the, especially the people at the tailing, will be a real um, bit of a boost. boost um, yeah. yeah, just a bit of TLC maybe and. Uh, you know, like you can do it. You ain't got too far to go. Yep. Yep. Well, a yeah. bit of a shoulder rub goes a long way. A couple of high fives. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. no pressure there on that. But there is actually another <clears throat> round the lake mountain bike race. And at their final aid station, there's always hot scones, whipped cream, oh. cups of tea, 
uh going on there so no pressure just just you know well andy perry if andy's going to watch this this is one of one of his comments was about this uh, devonshire tea at this uh, i think it was at a wool shed um yeah so i think yeah i've I've, there's some high expectations so (laughs) you've got to weave it to we don't want we don't want to copy anyone else though so we might have to we'll have to do our own take we are quite famous at our aid stations for other events for our pikelets and jam so oh love a good pikelet yes that's good that's good Fantastic, Kerry. Is there anything else to share? Anything else to add? Anything um, else that's top of mind that we want to make sure that we get across to uh, potential participants? Well, I think the first thing is we've got the early entry fees till the 30th of November. So Mm -hmm. definitely if you're wanting to save, I know things are pretty tough at the moment and events are are a hard one because it's sort of an extra for people. So we're really Mm -hmm. keen to, you know, try and get people to come to the Mackenzie as your um your extra fun for the autumn. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, get entry in and lock it in. Um we do have a limit on numbers, but um we've still got a wee way to go till we reach that. So mm. um yeah and we do um one thing um Alice just reminded me about before is the medal. Um yes. we've got yeah we've got our medals a little um like replicas of the dog, the shepherd's whistle. So um, they're really cool. So if you love a good medal and you want to have a really good time, then definitely come and join us and um, make it a weekend and bring your friends and bring your family and, yeah, make it make a good day of it. Awesome. Now, I, I want to say that just listening to what you said about the e-bikes and, you know, e-bikes started off being quite a controversial thing into into events and of, of recent times have really uh, been more accepted and a lot of people run them as a non-competitive um, class and all that thing. What you're trying to do there and come up with a way to allow e-bikes to get across that river a whole lot easier, to include them in the opportunity to ride around this lake is absolutely top-notch. Well done, Kerry. I think yeah, that's absolutely uh, an awesome thing to do. Well, I think, Angus, I'm really, um, I've been thinking about that. I got asked to write some notes actually for a trail run beginners group about events and, and it really got me thinking about how like my opinion is for an event and I really feel like that the actual day is the celebration it's the pinnacle moment of of your journey to that point so I feel like if you're going to spend the money and invest in doing an event then it's we need to make sure that every single person that comes and does it has a really good day because there's actually only a very small percentage of people who are lining up who are there to race and and actually think they might podium so we need to make sure they get a really good run, run, you know, good race. And then everyone else, it's it's they're either trying to do what Alice is doing and beat beat a time or something. But for probably the majority of the people, they actually just want to bloody finish and and you know and, and feel like they've done it and get that medal at the finish. So um that e-bike, yeah, we had lots of we, we yeah, we weren't gonna do the e-bike at first, and then everyone was kind of like, Oh, you know, can you do the e-bike? And we're like, Yes, yes, we will we'll make this work. Because most most of the ride, it's it'll be awesome for an e-bike. We just gotta sort this river out for them and um yep. make sure we make that really achievable. So yeah, we just want everyone to come and enjoy it because it, it's gonna be amazing. I reckon I'm gonna try and rope my father into this. Yes. On his e-bike. That's what I reckon I'm gonna do. Awesome. He, so he won't be listening. He won't be listening or watching. But, <laughs> but that's it. I'll soon write him into this. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> nice work, Kerry. Hey, love your work and love your all the energy and effort that you put into these things and getting these this uh, event back onto the event calendar is absolutely amazing. And so uh, well done. 
uh, there'll be yeah, a busy eh? few months ahead of you for the next wee while sort of getting things all dialed in but all the best for that and uh, we look forward to sharing more of the McKenzie and um, helping everybody get fired up and get organized to be on the start line over the next few months yep perfect great thanks guys i look forward to talking soon good job Brilliant. well done Kerry. thanks Kerry. thanks bye see ya the entering oh, the there Oh, there I am. Enter the event, mate. Like, like we say, by the 30th November, if you enter this race before the 30th November, go in the draw to win a $50 voucher to TLV, the uh, the uh, restaurant there, right at the right at the finish line, right at the village there. But reasons for entering, one, it's a damn cool event. Two, mm-hmm. you only get to ride through this property uh, on this particular day. So there's another good reason. But mm-hmm. mental health, mate, like we know – more than anybody, riding bicycles, running, whatever it is that you do, uh, is an outlet for a lot of people. It's good for the soul. Mm-hmm. It's good for the mm-hmm. head. It's good for all of those things. Sometimes the best thing we can do is actually enter an event, commit, get our name on that start list, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a whole new focus comes, a reason to ride, a reason to get out, a reason to go and you know be with your mates in the weekend and all those sort of things come flowing from that one decision of pushing that enter now button. Yeah, put it like paying your money, I think, is actually an important thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, you could go and do this ride or ride the Wilderness Trail or whatever for yourself, but you've entered, this is the date, this is the time it's going to be, the the start gun's going to go, you've paid your money, so you make a little bit of time, don't you, because you have to, and it's those sort of half-pie marginal type ones that you probably wouldn't have done because it's kind of a little bit cold anyway, you get those in, and then that sort of spirals you up and up and up, and and uh, from a mental health perspective, they're the ones that make a real difference. And hey, you always feel better after a ride or a run, don't you? No matter what's going on in your day, everything's just that little little bit better than what it was before. And what if I said you could get your money back? Oh, that's got you intrigued now, hasn't it? <laughs> Ooh, you go, where that. is he coming from? Jerry's <laughs> oh, in the no. background going, no, where is he going with it? <laughs> <laughs> just think about this, Richard. Think about this. Right, right, right. Pay your money, end the race. Now what do you got to do? You've got to train. Well, like you said, yes. what's a good way of training? Commute. Leave the car parked in the shed. Don't put petrol in it for a couple of weeks. Ride your bike. You get fit. You're training for the thing. You've got your money back in the entry because you haven't put money uh, fuel in the car. It's a win, win, win. Just like that. Well done, Angus. You're selling. Uh, there's, there's like, there's so many entries coming in for the McKenzie just now. <laughs> the fuel companies <laughs> in the background are emailing me, trying to maybe put a stop to this podcast yeah, exactly. going out. But, you know, that's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's awesome. Hey, what a what an awesome podcast, and it does uh, fire you up, doesn't it, for a, another fantastic event to get out there and explore an adventure. And I think that's one of the key things: having an adventure, going somewhere you haven't necessarily been before, or going to experience that that again with all the people and the vibe and everything going on, uh, which Kerry does an amazing job. So. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for Alice and Kerry for going on and sharing their experiences and what they're up to. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, riding our bikes in April. That's right. Do one thing, enter now. That's it. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, Rich, thank you for being here with us again, uh, side by side. The CP Media team rolls on with another fantastic event we're proud to be a, a part of and involved with. And uh, until the next one, team, thank you very much and good night. Good job. 